Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 173, Mean Girls and Mean Guys. It's January 2nd, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. There is no music for this intro because I am trying to be more inclusionary and include people from the deaf or hard of hearing community where music and and voice are difficult. So hopefully moving forward, there will be no music for my intros or my outros. Mean girls, mean guys. What a topic. Very interesting topic and very much a a big problem in society. Mean girls and mean guys are a real bummer and they definitely interrupt your peace. So this is a common problem. (laughs) This is extremely common as I will get into later on. But before I break this apart, I do invite you to go to my website and enter my giveaway. That would make me happy. Later in 2024, when I'm a little more recovered from my car accident, I will be having my IT guy use the device to pull the winners, notify the winners, and then I'll ship the prizes. As my disclaimer, this podcast and nothing I ever say in any of my content in any format is designed or intended to be medical or therapy advice. You should get your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider. Also of note, I do have transcripts for all of my podcasts on my hosting platform, rss.com. I will make a note that 171 of them have very poor transcripts. They are awful. They are horrible. I am in the process of correcting them. It will take me probably the next year, depending on the quality of the transcript, to get them in a format that's really appropriate. So I do apologize for the current status of the transcripts. The last two are okay because I manually edited them, but it's really a mess. And the transcripts, by the way, are good for hearing people as well, but I, I just, you know, live and learn. My last note before I dive in is if you are suicidal, if you are feel, feeling suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call or text 988. There is a wide amount of help available if you're feeling suicidal, so please take the help. If you understood how common this issue was, you might not be feeling so bad. Definitely, if you understood that you're probably feeling suicidal due to trauma or an adverse childhood experience, you would probably be feeling differently. So take the help if you need it. Mean girls and mean guys. Oh boy, very big problem in society as I'll lay out. Let's start by looking at the definition of mean. As an adjective, there are many different definitions and I'm going to run through them. Lacking in mental discrimination or dull of poor, shabby, or inferior quality or status, worthy of little regard, contemptible, lacking dignity or honor, honor, base, characterized by petty selfishness or malice, rude or hostile, causing trouble or bother, 
Mean also means being unfair or unkind. Synonyms for mean include greedy, selfish, evil, nasty, vicious, malicious, ugly, troublesome, and snide. I do believe most of you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say someone's being mean. There are mean people everywhere. There are mean guys. There are mean girls. There are mean people at work, at home, in clubs, in sports, in organizations. Literally, there are mean people everywhere. So what types of behaviors fall under this category of mean? Well, we have bullying, excluding others, teasing, which includes mean teasing. Now there is teasing that's gentle and loving and fun and kind and actually funny. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about teasing that's hostile, rude, and unkind or unfair. Ignoring, ignoring can be a form of being mean. Criticizing, belittling, demeaning, dismissing, contempt, manipulation, exploitation, making someone feel less than or feel separate from others. That can include subtle digs or put downs, backhanded compliments, sarcasm. Interestingly enough, some sarcasm is definitely mean, although they would, someone who's being sarcastic would say, oh no, I'm just joking, and gossip. So that is a list of behaviors that are extremely common. They're just common, common, common. And the, the reality is that we can all, as human beings, be mean. And I assert we've all been mean at some point in the past. I at least can cop to the fact that I have been mean. I am not proud of it. I am not mean very often. It's a very infrequent behavior for me, but I have been mean when someone has hurt me and then I had a knee-jerk reaction without thinking about it. So frequently what happens is someone will do or say something or behave in a way that's hurtful to you and your knee-jerk reaction is, or your knee-jerk response is some type of attack, often in the form of meanness. Now we do have people who are mean in general. They don't need to be provoked. They don't need to be incited. They are just mean-spirited people in general. These people are characterized as bullies and or bitter people. So we do have people who literally need no, no, no provocation. They are just bitter or they are just mean. I want to share with you some of the many reasons why people are mean. I think you'll find this list interesting. And as you're listening to this podcast, you can do a little self-assessment and see if any of these behaviors are things that maybe could be underneath uh, your, the way you got organized. So why are people mean? Number one, it could be because they learned meanness as a child or at some point in adult life. Two, it could be in response to anger. In other words, their anger is projected outwards in the form of passive aggressive anger or aggressive anger. Three, it could be as a response to being triggered by someone else's good news or simply being triggered in general by some other situation. Four, it could be projection. Feeling horrible about yourself, you project those feelings onto others. So if you're not feeling good about yourself and you're feeling mean to yourself, it may come out just towards someone else's projection. Five, 
It could be because a person has low emotional regulation abilities and that will sometimes come out in their emotions that they can't deal with as meanness. Six, it could be because they have a mental illness, notably being a psychopath, a narcissist, a sociopath, someone with a borderline personality disorder or antisocial personality disorder or some other form of psychopathy. Seven, it could be that they are just a bully feeling entitled or feeling better about themselves by being mean. Eight, it could be that they are simply bitter and that meanness is a byproduct of their bitterness. Nine, it could be that they are jealous, envious, or resentful of you, but not necessarily in any way because you provoked them or incited them or did something to cause their jealousy. 10, it could be because they have irrational thinking, which means their thinking is not normal. It's flawed. It's distorted. It's inaccurate, giving them inaccurate, flawed, and wrong perceptions about life and everything in life. 11, it could be because they have no boundaries, and that would be a big problem that could result in meanness. 12, they could be a part of a gang mentality, and you happen to be the target. 13, it could be part of a smear campaign. 14, it could be just a regular abuser. In other words, not otherwise specified in my previous list, someone who's abusive but doesn't rise to the occasion of having a mental health diagnosis. 15, it could be domestic abuse, domestic abuse that is going on. 16, it could be a lack of awareness on the part of the person who's being mean. They may not be self-aware enough to recognize their own behavior accurately. And 17, it could be that they are blaming you for their problems. So that's 17 different reasons why sometimes people are mean. These are reasons that people don't necessarily have the capacity to recognize that underscores the idea of personal growth and development and the idea of becoming self-aware because I am sure you do not want to be mean on purpose. I just don't think that you want that. Of course, knowing me and research, I did do a little dive into the research to see what does the research say about being mean? And I found it interesting, and I think you'll find this a little bit helpful. So one of the aspects of being mean is it's a part of the dark personality traits. And I was a little surprised to see the word dark in the in PubMed. So in the research, there's something called the triarchic psychopathy model, which is a, a model that asserts that psychopathy is a combination of boldness, disinhibitation inhibitation and meanness so boldness you're not you have no inhibition and meanness and the other aspect of the research on meanness is there's not a lot of research that has looked at some of this some of the aspects of meanness including the triarchic psychopathy model now, there was a study I found about indirect aggression. That is the phrase that they use, which is another term for meanness. So we have direct aggression, direct action, and we have indirect aggression. 
And, and the interesting piece about the indirect aggression is that the research shows that mean children can turn into mean adults. Interestingly, the study followed 704 children for 12 years. Of the 9% of the children who reported frequently being mean at age 10 when the study began, those children were nine times to 14 times more likely to report frequently being mean at age 22. Of the other 91% of the study, of the children in the study, who were already low in the meanness, they ended up getting less mean over time. Indirect aggression is related to relational or social aggression. So it's interesting that we don't have a ton of research on meanness. What the research does show is that meanness is associated with increased depression, anxiety, suicide, self-attack, anger, avoidance, and attacking others. Now the self-attack, anger, avoidance, and attacking others are correlated to shame responses even though the person was the victim or the target of meanness not being mean themselves. I assert we are living in a time where meanness and bullying, both direct and indirect aggression, is extremely common in the world. I assert we don't need more evidence that this is a common behavior. What we need, however, is an understanding about why people are mean. We know it's not good when people are mean to you. And I have a lot of experience with people being mean to me, unfortunately. So why are people mean? Well, I covered a list of things that can cause people to be mean. (coughs) But if I distilled that list of, I think it was 17 items of why people would be mean into a couple of personal traits, one would be lacking self-awareness. That means people are unaware of their behavior and the impact of their behavior on others. Two, people lack emotional skills and abilities. Three, people lack rational thinking. Four, people lack self-esteem. And five, people lack mental and emotional health. So what then is the solution for meanness? Because this is a problem. Nobody likes being having someone be mean to them. And certainly, if you've been mean to somebody else, I would I would assert you feel bad about it afterwards. So what can you do and what is the solution? Number one, my assertion is the first place to start is growing your emotional abilities. Because lacking emotional regulation, lacking emotional abilities is one of the major underpinnings for when people are mean. To help you with that, I have a free workbook on my website. Coming this week or next is a new is a cover and a table of contents. But right now it's over 20 pages. It's free. You do not have to register. You just go to the website below the Newsweek logo and take the packet, the workbook. It's free. Before so, before I continue on, I have to say a couple things about emotional processing and emotional abilities. The, the workbook I have provided covers a lot of territory. It is extensive because there are things 
in my most humble opinion, that must be factored in when you are managing and processing your emotions. For example, are you the safe person in the situation in question with your emotions? We are generally not talking about the safe person concept or idea out in society. Personally, I have never, ever had anyone say to me, well, I can understand why you're upset, but are you the safe person for that individual? No one has ever talked to me about that, and I've never heard anybody talking about that. Yet, it is a concept that exists. You do need people in your life that provide emotional safety, <coughs> and this is something that is sadly lacking. In my opinion, we should be talking about the safe person concept, but we're not. Is the person projecting? We're not talking about that wildly, in my opinion, nor do we have the general population awake and aware to projection in psychology. Could you be trauma bonded with the person in question? In my opinion, that is highly likely or very, very possible, which also changes the dynamic. It also changes how you manage and process your emotions. Does this situation sound familiar or feel familiar? Is this a pattern? Have your boundaries been crossed? Are you allowing yourself to feel the feelings in question? Is there a betrayal? Is betrayal trauma at play? Is there betrayal blindness? These are all significant aspects to managing and processing your emotions if you are interested in processing them properly. Because if you are the safe person for the situation in question, the situation where you're managing and processing your emotions, that's a game changer. That's different. Which is why I have an entire podcast devoted to when you are the safe person for another. If you are trauma bonded with someone, that also changes the dynamic of how you would manage and process your emotions. All of these things, in my most humble opinion, are critical. So are you familiar with all of these things? I don't know, but it would be helpful because for you to have an amazing life, you would do extremely well to have emotional abilities and a little bit of knowledge. I do acknowledge it takes a little bit of psychology to pro manage and process your emotions properly. If you're not familiar with projection and the situation where you're dealing with your emotions involves projection, you're not gonna process your emotions properly without that piece. You just won't. You'll be processing your emotions as if what they said is true, either about you or, you know, like it, it's a completely different ball game. So as I was thinking about this for this podcast, I thought I need to come up with a good analogy for this to help you to drive home the point about the difference of being able to manage and process your emotions. I don't know how, how good this analogy is going to be for you. It's what I came up with, so I'm going to let it rip and see how it goes. If you t had a tire on your car that was low in air pressure, you would 
take your car and go put more air in the tire. You might take it to an auto shop where they would put the air in the tire for you. Then you would drive off and off you go. Later, however, it happens again and you repeat the process. And then it happens again and you repeat the process. Eventually though, either you or if you're taking it to a shop, someone says, either you or someone else says, hmm, you keep losing pressure in this tire. Let's take a look. And they discover that you have a tiny pinhole leak where the air in your tire is leaking out. As a result, you have the tire patched and then you don't have the same problem over and over and over again because you have dealt with the root cause of the tire losing pressure, which is a pinhole leak. With your emotions, if you are trauma bonded with a person, that could be family, friends, spouse, significant other, coworker, etc., and you don't know that you are trauma bonded with that person, what is completely predictable is that you will bump up against either minor or maybe not so minor issues in the relationship because of the trauma bond that you have not distinguished. So like the tire analogy, you keep having the same problems over and over and over again, coming in different forms and different flavors and different versions, but it will be a repeating pattern because you haven't gotten to the root cause, which is that you are trauma bonded. If someone is projecting and you do not realize that they are projecting, you will not be able to process your emotions properly because you haven't gotten to the root cause, which is that they are projecting. It is very much like the pinhole leak. It can be much worse and is secondly problematic. If you are not allowing yourself to identify and feel your, your emotions, your feelings, especially the difficult emotions, which is where people get trapped and stuck, then you will keep those emotions in your subconscious and unconscious mind where we know from the research they will lay in wait until they are dealt with. Emotions do not float away and magically deal with themselves. If you are the safe person for someone else in this situation where you are managing and dealing with your emotions and you are not aware of the distinction of the safe person or you are not aware that you are the safe person for this other individual, that is a huge problem. That is a significant problem because you will not be managing and processing your emotions dealing with the root cause that may be that you're the safe person for this other person. I, I think it's a good analogy. Many people put air in their tire without checking, do I have a pinhole leak? Well, you know, the first time your tire's low, yeah, put air in it. But if it happens a second time, you might be like, hmm. But if it continues to happen over and over and over again, then it's time to say, hmm, I need my tire checked to see if there's a nail or a pinhole leak or something is going on. If you lack emotional abilities, as I cover in my workbook, you will not be led down the path to get to the root cause of what is happening. I hope that drives the point home 
that this is something that is a game changer. Not having these little pieces changes the outcome of how you manage and process your emotions. I promise you. And I do have a podcast on the safe person. I have a podcast on projection. I have a podcast on most of the topics covered in the workbook. My intention is that we bring a decrease, a decline in meanness. And when we decrease meanness in society and in the world, that will cause a reduction in suicide, a reduction in addictions, a reduction in depression, anxiety, and many other problems that we have in society. There is a relationship between meanness and depression. There is a relationship between meanness and addictions or anxiety. There is a relationship there. It comes back to emotional skills. Depression comes back to emotional skills. Anxiety, all of this comes back around to emotional skills. That is a place for you to start. I certainly hope that you would like to have an amazing life. I hope that you would love to be happy and healthy and emotions are where people tank. It is emotions that leave people stuck, stalled, thwarted, filled with anxiety and depression. Yet this is something that you can learn and it will change your life. I promise you. I promise you. The other aspect of my emotional workbook is that it's vetted. It has been vetted by licensed therapists and licensed medical doctors. And my content has been found to be, number one, research-based. Number two, therapy-proven techniques. Number three, grounded in reality, meaning that it is a doable plan. What I suggest in my content, in my podcast and written material and YouTube videos is something that you can do. I'm not proposing and suggesting aspects to help you that are not doable. They're reasonable and they can be done. And it is free. You're welcome to go buy a book from someplace or somebody that may may be vetted or maybe not. I don't know. You would do well to learn this. I promise you. Now, I want to take a sidebar and address anyone who might be listening to this podcast who has an interest in anti-bullying programs, inclusion programs, diversity programs, ending discrimination. This is what to start with. This is what would make a huge difference. I'm of the opinion from everything that I've read and seen and I'm aware of that we are not getting to the root cause in our anti-bullying programs, inclusion programs, diversity programs, etc. Because if we were, in my opinion, it would all be about emotional skills. It would all be about emotional processing, emotional management, regulate emotional regulation skills, and personal growth and development. That's really the problem here. If you're not in charge of an anti-bullying program, inclusion program, diversity program, or anything like that, you could at least share my content with someone who is. It makes no 
difference to have an anti-bullying program or an end discrimination program or an inclusion program or a diversity program without getting to the root cause. It's like putting icing on a cake that's rotten. It, do it doesn't taste good. It's not effective. If you're not building emotional skills and providing growth and development in programs designed to end discrimination, racism, you know, provide more diversity and inclusion, what are you doing? I just don't know what you're doing because we know what happens to people who do not have emotional abilities. The, and the, the thing about this whole thing is that we have people who haven't had psychological safety growing up. So in their childhood, in their, in their adult life, they have never had a safe person. That's probably way more common than I would like to know. I really hate to say that, but I do believe it's probably extremely common and it may actually be the norm. I don't know about that. When someone doesn't have psychological safety, they cannot root around in their mind to explore new ideas. It cannot root around in their mind to explore, hmm, yeah, maybe my thoughts about this race, that religion, this disability, that whatever, maybe they're wrong. They can't be wrong because it's not psychologically safe. They're not open-minded. So share this content with anyone who has a vested interest in ending discrimination, in ending racism, in ending things that are exclusionary and providing diversity and inclusion because it's important we get to the root cause if we want to have solutions that are meaningful. Now, that's that. Just that, that's what I have to say about that. If you know that you, as an individual, are a mean person, <laughs> some of you might go, hmm, well, number one, cut yourself a break. A little break. Okay, you get a break up till now. Now that you're listening to this, if you can recognize that you've been mean or meanness is kind of your MO, it's time for you to knock it off. It's time for you to get to work on yourself and, and stop it. Like really completely stop it. Number two, forgive yourself for the past up till now. You could say to yourself, wow, you know what? Yes, I have not been the nicest person in the world. Wow. And you could manage and process your emotions about that, which is what I would suggest. Manage and process your emotions about the fact that you've been a mean person or you have a penchant for meanness and manage and process your emotions because you might be embarrassed. It's likely you'd be feel ashamed. You might be upset with yourself. There's lots of things you would feel if you can recognize that you've been mean. But forgive yourself. You have to manage and process your emotions before you can get to the point of forgiving yourself. You do have to stop it though. Number three, make developing your emotional priorities your top priority. I've covered that. Number four, if you can recognize that you've been a mean person, my suggestion is that you likely have some messes in your life that you need to clean up. I'm of the opinion if you can recognize that you have been mean, 
to one or more people or one or more groups or in any situations, you have some amends to make. And I do recommend that because you could apologize. You could clean up your behavior and that would be very freeing. It would also be healing for you. So that's four suggestions for you if you know you have been mean. Now, I do hate to break it to you, but if you've been mean, people already know you're mean. Like if you're routinely mean, people already know that. You have a reputation. They do. They know you're mean. And that may be why you don't have many friends. It may not be why you don't have many friends because friends, having friends and having enough friends is a problem for more people than not. But it takes a big person to apologize. You have to deal with your ego and your pride to be able to say, you know what? I made a mistake. I have been mean and I apologize. I have apologized for being mean. I am not proud that I have been mean. I'm not proud of it at all. But my ego and pride are not so big that I can't go to someone and say, you know what, I think that was kind of mean. Or, you know what, I was really hurt and I apologize because what I said was really mean and I, I just can't apologize enough. Be a big person and clean up your mess. Now, the next part of this podcast is if people are mean to you. Oh, heavens. Yes, I'm sure people have been mean to you. Meanness is common. So number one, <clears throat> I don't recommend that you take it personally. You are welcome to take it personally if you want. That's your choice. I simply don't recommend that you take it personally. If you recall, earlier in this podcast, I laid out a list of 17 reasons why people can be mean. None of those reasons, by the way, included you doing something to someone that caused them to be mean. You could have hurt someone which caused them to be mean, but if that was not on purpose, then, you know, it's not an intentional, you, you weren't intentional in being mean, but you don't have to take other people's meanness to heart. And why would you take it to heart? So that's what many people do. I don't recommend it. So number one, do not take it personally. And I recommend that even when I know it's personal. People have been viciously cruel to me in my lifetime, viciously cruel, on purpose, directed at me personally. Guess what? I don't take it personally. <laughs> I could, but I don't. Number two, grow your emotional abilities like a boss. Make this a priority. Number three, take the high road. Do not retaliate. Do not stoop to their level. Have grace keep your dignity. You will never regret taking the high road. If you're prone to retaliate or you're prone to attacking back or you're prone to something other than taking the high road, that could be a signal. It's time for you to get to work on yourself. The more you grow and develop yourself, I promise you, the easier it will be to take the high road. Number four, learn assertiveness skills. It is so helpful to be able to respond in the moment to a mean or vicious comment with a kind, direct, and assertive response. I have to tell you, it's amazing. And to just sidebar, one time in a store, the store employee said to me, in response to me looking for 
cotton pajamas or cotton long underwear that could be worn as pajamas because I was interested in having clothing that did not have flame retardant chemicals in the fabric. The employee said to me, oh, so you're the kind of mother that would rather have your child die in a fire. That's like so shocking and horrific. And in a moment, I looked at this employee and I said, what kind of mother do you think would want their own children to die in a fire? Do you actually believe there's a mother out there who would want their children to die in a fire? No, I'm not interested in that. But I'm also not interested, interested in having my children have cancer-causing chemicals laying on top of their skin, the largest organ of the body that absorbs whatever you put on it. And the, all the people around the checkout were listening and big eyes. People were like, wow. And then people started smiling and giving me like a thumbs up behind the employee's back. It was an appropriate response to a horrible thing. That's a horrible thing to say to somebody. When you grow emotional skills and you grow assertiveness skills, you can then not take it personally, not be mean back. I mean, I wasn't mean back. That's not mean. Well, it's a question. What kind of mother would want their children to die in a fire? Nobody I can think of. Nobody I know. So grow your assertiveness skills. Number five, make sure your thinking is rational. Get that flat. Get that squared away. You can listen to my podcast on cognitive distortions, which will help you. Number six, be present, be mindful. <laughs> This is amazing. It's really wonderful to be in the present, to be mindful. Podcast will help you on that, on being mindful or present. Number seven, rule out or rule in trauma bonding. I just learned about trauma bonding and some betrayal trauma, be betrayal blindness, and many things from Jennifer Freyd, F-R-E-Y-D, from the University of Oregon in 2023. It's amazing. Her work is amazing. Check out her work. I think she's got books. She's just been in this, you know, deep trauma, betrayal trauma, and she is the originator of betrayal trauma theory. For you, and I think betrayal or trauma bonding is extremely common. I do. I'm new to it, so I'm only not even a year in. But this will be a problem. So for you to have an amazing life, take a look at that and start to distinguish, do you have trauma bonds with anyone? Number eight, focus on creating your own amazing and delicious life. Well, why not? Well, why not is because many people are stuck in the drift of life. They just happen to graduate from high school or they college or they... You know, they just went to work and they got a job and they just kind of float along in life, which is a perfectly fine way to do life. My suggestion, though, to help you deal with meanness is have a focus on moving your life forward and things will fall away. You will increase your peace. You will increase many good things if you are driving your life instead of sitting back and letting life happen to you. Number nine. If you have low self-esteem, my recommendation is you get on that. Low self-esteem for most people, 
possibly not everyone, but for most people, low self-esteem means you are adding meaning to life that is not there. You are adding nuances. You are adding, adding negative meaning that simply is not in what happened. And I've talked about this in many podcasts. You can take advantage of neuroplasticity of the brain and use affirmations to rewire and reprogram your brain. I am aware that there are some people out there saying affirmations are bunk and they don't work. I would beg them to get down in the trenches and look at the science of neuroplasticity. Look at the physician videos and physician research on YouTube or some of the other science from the Marion Diamond Research Lab. Neuroplasticity is a real thing and affirmations are a way to rewire or reprogram your brain. I don't care who says otherwise, it's a fact. Neuroplasticity is a fact and there are many ways to take advantage of neuroplasticity to reorganize and rewire your brain. Low self-esteem is a problem that is hurting you in ways you probably might not be aware and you can heal your low self-esteem. It, it can be healed, I promise you. Number 10, be kind to yourself. Please be kind to yourself. One of the reasons people are unkind to themselves is because of low self-esteem that I just mentioned. With low self-esteem, you feel unworthy, you feel undeserving, you don't feel lovable, you don't feel good enough, and none of that is good. It's not good for your mental health, your emotional health, it's not good for you. Learning to be kind to yourself, learning to be compassionate with yourself is something you can learn. You actually can learn. I, I work with people, so I know you can learn these things. I promise you, you can. It will happen over time and it will take something. But through intentional actions, using neuroplasticity, you can rewire your brain to learn to be kind to yourself. Number 11, boost self-care like a boss. I have a podcast that covers both self-care and self-compassion in one podcast that will help you get started. It will help you feel better about yourself. It will help you with low self-esteem, learning how to take care of yourself, which is much more than just grooming, will help you in all kinds of ways. Number 12, the more you grow yourself, the more you will be healing and the more peace P-E-A-C-E, -E, you will have in life. And peace is wonderful. I just did a podcast about uh, protecting your peace. And it's amazing. Once you get to the state where peace is present in your life, I am of the opinion that you will not allow people, places, things to interrupt your peace. And they will try. People will try to interrupt your peace for sure. But when you grow yourself, when you get on the healing journey to start to like yourself and maybe love yourself and appreciate your flaws and imperfections, the more you grow, the more peace will come to you in life. Number 13, love and affection. Well, if it's not clear to you now, it will be, it will be eventually. I am a diehard fan of love and affection. I love love. Love is my favorite word. I, I, I have a lot of favorite words, but love is, is at the top of the list. 
Love is healing. Love is amazing. Love and affection is fun. It feels better. There's all kinds of great things about love and affection, which can come in the form of platonic love and affection. It does not have to be romantic love and affection. Now, my personal preference would be that you have both. That may not be your personal preference. You do life the way you want to do life. I have no skin in the game about whether you have romantic love and affection and platonic love and affection or simply platonic love and affection. Bring love and affection into your life front and center. Several of my podcasts will help you with that. Make it a goal for 2024. Next Meanness is common, and hopefully throughout this content of this podcast on meanness, you have some ideas that it is a common situation, primarily because we are living in a society with low emotional intelligence. We live in a world in 2024 where the majority of the population has low emotional abilities. That is a fact. You grow your emotional skills and abilities, you will have a different life. And until we change the world, meanness is going to be present. I hate to break it to you. That doesn't make me happy, by the way, because that goes against the vision I have for the world. What makes me happy and excited is a world where there's peace and love and affection and kindness and people are happy and they're healthy. That's the future I'm creating. If you like that future for yourself, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your whatever, then hop on board my team, which you can do by A, working on yourself, and B, by sharing my content. We don't have many people talking about emotional intelligence and emotional abilities the way that I talk about it. Or it would be present. It's not present because of so many issues. If you want a world where love and affection rule the day, where peace rules the day, where happiness rules the day, where health and abundance rule the day, get to work on yourself. And my other invitation is be on the team and share my content. I I really believe we can change the world. I believe that. I don't care who thinks I'm, you know, on something. I'm not on something. I'm a dreamer. And this is what dreamers do. They have a dream and they go out to make the dream come true. I don't care how many years it takes. I don't, I don't care what it takes. I have happiness. I have love. And I have all the stuff that I talk about. But I want other people to have it because happy people love it when other people are happy. So now you have some ideas. If people are mean to you, some different approaches. I do love you. I hope that everything's going well. We won't have a any music for my outro, but here's my outro. Outro. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 100 and what was the number? 174? 173. Mean girls and mean guys. Hopefully you have some new ideas about how to handle life when people are mean to you. I hope that they're not mean to you, but it's likely. Grow yourself, grow your emotional abilities, share this content. Let me know how I can help you because I actually do care and I actually do love you. That's it for now. Take care.